0: This is Jamie Livingston and you're watching the TV Writer Podcast.
1: Hosted by Gray Jones, the TV Writer Podcast is brought to you by Script Magazine and ScriptMag.com, the leading source for script writing information in print and on the web. My name is Gray Jones, and I want to welcome you to the TV Writer Podcast, partner of Script Magazine, episode 68. Well, today I'm so excited because we have a number of firsts happening, and one of them is that this is the first time we've had somebody on three podcast episodes, technically two interviews, but three episodes. We want to welcome back Jamie Livingston, who is a novelist and screenwriter. She is one of the co-founders of Script Chat and also of the TV Writer. Chat with myself, Zach Sanford, and Viviana. Um, our newest team member is Sarah Newman among the moderators. And These are weekly uh, chat groups that happen on Sunday evenings. We're going to talk all about them, uh, an- but another first and something that we're going to really be talking about today is that the TV Writer Chat is running a free pilot writing Program It actually kicked off last Sunday, but you can get on board um, if you join up with us on on this Sunday night. Make sure to go to tvwriterchat.com for the details. There's a schedule, there's a blurb about it, and there's also a newsletter to sign up for. Please do sign up for the newsletter. You can see the link right on the site. There. Um, So this is going to be a very, very exciting interview. Going to get right to it. It's a very long interview, but there's lots of details there about the chats, about Jamie, about the pilot program that you're gonna want to know. This, of course, is the TV Writer Podcast, and there have been tons of interviews with writers. um, And you can find them at TVWriterpodcast.com. In particular, you'll see a post there that I did about the new year. Uh, Happy New Year now what and i urge you to read that post one of the things that that's on there is a number of goal setting resources and accountability resources that you can draw from also i've i've done a cheat sheet with special podcast episodes that that I've done in the past that are of particular interest to you as you're getting to know TV writing, as you're making goals for yourself. and uh, And also there's a cheat sheet with some of the best books that I've found um, and for, for both of these sections, I tell you for which different categories. So say for instance, if you're interested in comedy writing, I tell you the podcasts where I interviewed comedy writers who are especially helpful. I talk about the books that relate to comedy writing. Um, and so I urge you to go to that blog post. It's not just about the new year, but it's applicable for, um, for your, TV writing learning and process in general. There's lots of other resources on the site like links to free scripts. There's a TV writer Twitter database on the site with almost a thousand writers. It's going to be there soon. But right now, on to my interview with Jamie Livingston. Enjoy. This is Gray, and I'm here with novelist and screenwriter, Jamie Livingston, who is also very well known for script chat and TV writer chat. How are you doing, Jamie?
0: I'm wonderful. Thank you for having me.
1: You're welcome. And actually, this is is really interesting because you are the first person to be on three podcast episodes.
0: Am I really? I thought i 've only been two, but
1: well three. we did we did we did one interview actually it was a round table discussion episode nineteen and twenty. I had to split it into two episodes because it was so long um, and uh, and so you 're actually the first person that people will have seen on three episodes
0: oh, i'm a rock star
1: <laughs> <laughs> very very cool well and and actually i 'm really, really excited today because i I think people are going to get a ton out of this interview, and in particular because um, there's a lot of people who kind of ease their way into the Twitter chats over a long period of time. They lurk for a while, they observe for a while, and then they kind of very delicately start peppering in some comments before they get to be full-fledged chatters. There's been a lot of people that have been really, really interested in the TV writer chat pilot program that have just launched in and so i think this will be helpful for people to understand not only about the pilot program but a little bit about the chats and how they work
0: exactly exactly and i think if you're not a veteran of the chats um you know the one we had on sunday night i've been doing these for four years and even i was having trouble keeping up so i can understand if they were first people first time people on the chat they were probably really lost
1: yeah yeah, and uh, and you did just produce your first short film, No One Knows, and I, I saw the trailer. The trailer looks awesome on uh, YouTube, just uh, just released. And Thank
0: you. They did a really nice job.
1: Yeah, so we will talk about that as well. Um, and so we, we do have a few things to talk about. Main, mainly, those are the things that I want to discuss. the The No Absolutely. One Knows film, chatting, and the pilot writing program. So which would you like to talk about first?
0: I'm going to leave it up to you.
1: Okay. Well, why don't why don't we talk about the chats? The chats, I think, are really, really cool. And uh, that's actually... I'm trying to think how how we first got connected. I, I think you probably saw the podcast first, and then you reached out on Twitter.
0: I think so. Gosh, it's been so long. Hasn't it been almost four years? Mm-hmm. I think it was through Script Magazine.
1: Yeah, through... Okay, so through Script Magazine. Joshua,
0: Joshua Stecker and Script Magazine.
1: Right, right. And so... Um, by that point, you already had Script Chat in full swing, but why don't we back up a little bit and tell me about um, when ScriptChat was formed and you were one of the co-founders of that. What were you thinking at that point? Why did you want to start that and what benefit is one of these Twitter chat groups?
0: Well, it started with, um, actually it started with, I think it was right Chat, and Jeannie Bowerman had invited zach sanford and i to be to participate in write chat and we went on there and there was it was a great turnout but we realized as screenwriters it just was way out of our realm and not really something that worked for us and at the end of the chat i i already knew zach and so zach and i were talking let's do something that's specific to screenwriters and then zach brought Jen in and the three of us Got it started, and originally um, we brought in uh, Kim Garland and Mina from Europe. And mm-hmm. Mina is no longer part of the European um, chat anymore. But we were the original, as as Jeannie likes to put it, tree fort. <laughs> and uh, never in a million years, um, you know, Jeannie had a vision, and never in a million years would we have believed that Script Chat would have come as far as it as it's come, and reached so many people and i mean people worldwide mm-hmm. it's been it's been phenomenal
1: well it it was it was interesting actually because uh, and and you do uh, we should clarify that script chat does actually talk about tv writing as well um just this last sunday i i happened to be watching actually i was on, on facebook and and jen grisanti she links her Facebook and, and her Twitter. And I saw on Facebook that all of a sudden she was starting to talk about, about TV writing a lot. And so I think, oh, what, what's this all about? And she was on the Euro chat, um, the Euro script chat in Sunday afternoon talking about TV pilot writing. Um, And so I, I quickly logged on. I, I don't get on script chat very much, but uh, it, it was really neat. And it was tons of people from all over the world, like people in, in the US and Canada were on there as well as people in other countries all at the same time.
0: Yeah, the, the evening chat sticks pretty much to features, but mm-hmm. there is no TV writer chat for the European
1: right. uh, okay. version
0: of script chat. And I thought Jen being their guest was phenomenal hmm. because, you know, it's not just U.S. writers that want to write TV. Hmm. And that was awesome. I was so glad to see Jen on there. I just wish I could have made it to the chat. I couldn't make it.
1: Yeah, well actually it was a really good one and and she of course has tons of great insight about pilots and especially um what sells because she's been on the selling end of it and the buying end of it so to speak. Um but so so back to script chat. So at at first it started out with a few people and then it burgeoned out to being tons and tons of people. But uh, but tell me about why somebody would want to log in on a Sunday night to to be a part of something like that.
0: Well, you can use a script chat hashtag all day long, and people do, and that's kind of where it's gained most of its following. If people want to post anything about screenwriting, uh, feature screenwriting, a lot of times with the TV writer chat hashtag, I'll also use script chat because it's been around longer. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for one hour on Sunday nights, we discuss a specific topic, and the people who come in to visit and chat are welcome to discuss anything they want about that topic. Um, sometimes we tend to get a little off topic and whoever's moderating, usually Jeannie or me, have to bring everybody back to the subject. But if you can just for one hour concentrate on one topic and learn something from people who are already writing, who've been produced, it, it, it's a one hour education that you can't pay for.
1: Hmm, yeah, very very much so. I remember when I when I was learning screenwriting in the early 90s, um there was nothing. Like nothing. You couldn't pick up a phone and call somebody. You just couldn't in t- get in touch with anybody. So you'd get a book off the shelf and that was pretty much the extent of it. Um the fact that you can interface with people like this is I mean tremendous 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 value. Um But so why don't we break that down a little bit, because I think for us, we've been doing it for a while. Um, For somebody coming in, we we might glance pretty quickly through these things. So if somebody's just on Twitter with a Twitter client, whether it be on the webpage or, or a separate client on their phone or whatever, you can just include the hashtag script chat or TV writer chat and you're targeting anybody who happens to already be watching that. And so in your Twitter client, Especially TweetDeck is excellent for this because you can set up a whole column and just tell it, I want this hashtag in this column and it'll gather, it'll aggregate all of these together. So at any point in time, you can be watching that column to see anything that anybody's tweeting about that. And then Sunday night, and even some of our guests get confused about this. Um, That's not generally the way we do the chats because there's actually a web Interface that you can go to where it automatically enters that for you, and so you're free to just type what you want. Um, and so at scriptchat.com or tvwriterchat.com, there's how to chat, and people can access the web client that way. And it's something you you do have to log into. Some sometimes people are afraid about authorizing this application. Don't worry, it's it's great. So you you log into there, and then. Anything you type, you don't have to enter that hashtag and it automatically goes to the people who are in that sort of chat room.
0: Right. You, What you do is you log into www.tweetchat.com and at the very top, it's going to ask you to enter a hashtag. And if it was TV writer chat, you would put in TV writer chat and enter and then it will give you everything that... Has the TV writer chat hashtag on it, but if you are typing from that web page, you don't have to add the hashtag. It automatically adds it for you, and then it shows you at the bottom of the page. Scrolling down, the entire conversation.
1: Hmm. And and so, the nitty gritty about the about the chats and people can get the topics uh, on each of the websites scriptchat.com and tvwriterchat.com have a list of upcoming topics and every week there's going to be one person who's a moderator and then um, so so even though all week long you're going to be posting with script chat as a hashtag during that time which is from 5 to 6 pacific standard time for, um, for script chat.
0: Script chat is five to six uh, Pacific, and TV writer chat is six thirty to seven thirty Pacific.
1: Okay, um, and so during that time, that's focused on one topic, and that's what people got a little confused about on Sunday. Um, uh, and by the way, there was times where Sunday nights, but so so basically, the I- oh, idea yeah. when somebody does come on on a Sunday, uh, you. It's you, We try to restrict our messages to the one topic that is at hand and, uh, um, and make sure that our questions and feedback are related to that. But tell me a little bit more about what happens in the chats and what, what people might need to know to make sure that they're done the best way to, uh, possible.
0: You mean during the one-hour chats? Yeah, during uh, the one-hour chats. Okay. Uh, I think, you know, they, some of them tend to move really, really quickly. And you post, if you, if we have a guest or um, as I happen to be the moderator and guest last week, the guest, uh, answers the questions as they come along. Most of the time we try to put, you know, a cue in front of it. If it's a question, so the, mo- the moder- moderator or the guest can, uh, point them out. But if the, chat is moving as fast as it was on sunday things are going to get missed if you put in a question you know you happen to be in the chat and you put in a question and it doesn't get answered don't hesitate to put the question back in again because it probably got missed Hmm. i know that that happened a lot and when we've had guests in the past they've said look if i missed something you know ask me later i'd be more than happy to answer it for you but you just type in your questions you uh, when you respond to someone there's a little uh you know the little back hook on the right hand side of the screen and you can respond to someone if you see something uh, i mean if you if you already know how to work twitter you know how to retweet and you know how to respond to someone and you're able to do that right in the tweet chat chat room but it's uh, you know you can slow it down you can scroll through it it's kind of takes i the only way i can really tell you is it takes practice Hmm. and if and keeping you know and going to the chats and seeing how it works and i know usually after one or two chats people have it down they totally get it and uh one thing very important if your twitter account is changed is uh Oh, what do you call it? Protected. Hmm. Uh, you you have to unprotect your Twitter account if you want to ask questions or be a part of a chat.
1: Oh, good to chats,
0: know. Chats, yeah, chats are public. If you have your timeline private, you will not be able to participate. You might be able to watch, but you will not be able to participate in a chat. So if you want to go onto a chat, just you know take your your profile public for that one hour if you want to participate. Or if you don't, then find yourself, uh, or make yourself another Twitter account that is just for attending the chats that is not private because mm. it, you, you can't, you can watch, but you can't participate. Right. And, and then, you know, and the best thing that about script chat and TV writer chat is when we're done, usually within an hour, if the, <laughs> if the report website is working, we have, uh, Transcript posted on the website. So anything you missed you can scroll back through and you can read it and it's short sentences So it's really easy to scroll back through and read an entire hours worth of chat fairly quickly
1: mm Yep, and and I, I would mention one thing because uh, different people have different things like say for instance Zach Zach Sanford does have a separate account that he uses just for the chats um, That can actually accomplish more than one thing because you may have people who follow you on Twitter who are not writers and all of a sudden they're going to see all your tweets for an hour about about the writing it saves them seeing this flood of flood of tweets uh if you have a separate address just for that um but i would mention that there are some disadvantages to that because um say for instance what what i will do i will just say a warning before the chat starts say you know for the next hour there's going to be some some extra extra tweets Um, please forgive me, but the advantage, the advantage of using my own address is that during the chat, you kind of interface with people and they say, oh, this is, this is a guy I'd like to interface with aside from the chat. And so you'll tend to get people following you from the chats, um, if they know your correct address. So if you do have a separate address, you might also want to mention at some point, by the way, this is my, this is my actual handle. If you ever want to connect off the chat.
0: Zach does that every time he uses the Zach Sanford too. He lets everybody know that he's actually Zach Sanford, but I understand where he's coming from. And, mm. and I have to say, um, I, I'm sure people hated me Sunday night. Um, <laughs> uh, but after I post the transcript, a lot of the times I'll go back through and delete mm-hmm. all of those tweets mm-hmm. because it does tend to overwhelm my um uh, my twitter feed but I didn't for sunday nights because I thought maybe some people would want to go back through and see some of the answers without having to go through the entire transcript to get the answers
2: mm-hmm.
0: um but you know it's a pro- it's a process and you know sunday night was one of those crazy chats we've had a few of those with um well when we get uh, produced writers. I mean, I don't, you know, these people who are new to TV writer chat, they're going to have to go back through the transcripts. We've had the most incredible writers. Mike Alber, which, oh, yeah. who, you've, who you've interviewed, uh, Bob DeRosa, who writes for White Collar. He, he is also, uh, the writer of the blockbuster film, uh, Killers. Killers. Yeah. And, and you've interviewed him. He is wonderful. Um, Leonard Chang did a special not on Sunday night but did a special interview with us and he writes for my absolute all-time favorite show justified mm-hmm. uh, well actually maybe that's not true because Rick from suits which is one of my other all-time favorite shows and I think you're interviewing him this week aren't you yes yeah he's awesome um anyway we've had some you know great TV writers. Uh, Jen Grisanti has been a guest for us. She mm-hmm. is phenomenal. I would love to get uh, Pilar mm-hmm. Alessandra on there. But uh, we we it's been a great chat. There's been some great information. And I think this year, instead of rehashing all of that information, I wanted to try something different. Um, and that something different is the pilot program.
1: Yes. Okay. Well, this is the perfect spot. Let's talk about that. Um, you You recently did... A uh, a pilot program at UCLA, and um and you learned some things, and and you thought that there were some things that that we could, uh translate for, um for this chat experience. But but why why do you think those things are like what what how, like it, it's obviously different when you have an instructor and you have a, a a group like the the UCLA thing. Um, it's it's it is a very structured environment. Um, how can we translate to th- uh, the weekly one-hour Sunday night TV writer, TV writer chat?
0: Okay, the one thing I wanted to explain is that the UCLA program has an instructor, mm-hmm. and that and, and and this is what you're actually paying for, and you're hoping in the meantime to network with other writers. And um, the instructor, Bill Taub, oh my gosh, phenomenal! I, there's I can't say enough about him. His feedback was incredible, but um, I. I expected more of a community and I didn't find that happening in the class. I, I thought there should be more out of class interaction and I think people's lives just get in the way. Hmm. And I had invited the people from that class to participate in the TV writer chat and, but nobody participated outside of the class at all. Oh, and no. yeah, and I was really bummed about that because um, seriously, just for the instructor alone, I would take the class again. Bill was phenomenal. His, um, I mean, he didn't, he didn't hold back. You know, he wasn't afraid to hurt your feelings with feedback. It's, you know, this isn't, just so people understand, this is not a hobby. This is a business and you're going to have to grow thick skin. Uh, and if you can't take, you know, slight feedback from somebody, you're never going to be able to make it because nobody in this, you know, they're almost paid to say no. Hmm. So you've got to give them a reason to say yes. And so when someone gives you, and you might think it's harsh feedback, but I'm telling you, I would rather have honest feedback and someone saying, really, than someone being a yes person. Oh yeah, move ahead with this. This is a great idea. Hmm. I I had thrown three ideas out for because this is this is how the you know to get to the program we're doing what i learned is there is a lot you have to do before you ever type fade in
2: right. and
0: i had always had this idea it'll come along organically and it doesn't come along organically and this class made me realize that he i thought 10 weeks to write a pilot well, it ended up being twelve weeks because of Hurricane Sandy and the holidays, and the teacher was nice enough to expand it but but what I learned the most was you throw ideas out there he he just shredded my ideas He's like, <laughs> and 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 he was right because those ideas weren't hashed out. I thought I had, and i you know I knew what I was saying in my head, but the ideas didn't come across well, and then I came a There was a DEA um, idea that I came up with, and he liked it. And I was like, okay, so now where do I go with this? And he made me dig deep. And that is what this pilot program is about it's digging deep. Hmm. Um, you, You know, we don't have an instructor who's giving feedback, but we do have every week for an hour. And, and this is the other thing I want to reiterate is this isn't just for an hour on Sundays. If you have questions during the week while you're working on stuff, go on Fa- oh, I'm sorry, Facebook. Well, you can go on Facebook too. But go on Twitter. Use the hashtag. Ask the questions. Someone will be on there eventually and answer it for you during mm. the week. And if they don't have an answer, maybe they can find someone who does. But that was the thing I felt like, was missing was the sense of community that I was hoping to get. Mm. Um, actually, out of all of that, I'm only still in communication with one of those writers from the UCLA program.
1: Interesting. Actually, if we could just um, stop there for a second. And, sure. Oh, and one thing, if you could just move your mic down a little bit, we're getting a bit of pop. Um, is that better? Uh, split, is that split the difference? Yeah, How's that? Yeah, that's okay. perfect. Okay. okay. Um, and in my my experience with and obviously through the podcast I I deal with a lot of people who are or wanting to break into the industry and there's this mentality that that I feel from a lot of people that when they take a program like that that it's going to be like school was and so you just attend the, the the classes and at the end you get a diploma that gets you a job and That couldn't be the, that's the absolute furthest from the truth. And even with these esteemed, very esteemed and highly coveted fellowships that are out there, I know I interviewed Keto Shimizu, uh, episode 10, I think, or somewhere around there of the podcast. She did, I think it was the NBC Writers on the Verge program. Um, Somebody's going to watch the podcast and, and correct me. But she did one of these great fellowships and her experience with that was the Fellowship didn't get her a job.
0: Keon Kim, I'm sorry, Keon Kim can tell you the same thing. Yeah. That, you know, he did both, um, I'm sorry, uh, Nickelodeon and Writers on the Verge, and no, they don't get you a job.
1: Yep. Yeah. and what, what Keto Shibizu did, at, as an example, is she, she said to the other writers who were taking that program at the same time when the program ended, this is great, let's keep getting together. And so she initiated to build that community. And then she, they continued to meet. They had a writers group after the program. And it was through that that she got her first staff job. I think it was on the Cape. And, uh, and I think people have to realize that the program is maybe just the catalyst or it's a, it's a place that you can, you can, you have an opportunity to ne- ne- with a, network with other writers, but you've got to initiate and, and make that happen just as you tried to do with this group. And also things like the TV writer chat and this pilot program are great for that other component, that, that, that writing group component, the regular getting together, the regular interfacing with people. And that, if anything, I think is, is the more powerful thing to get, per, get somebody in a position to be able to, to work in the industry
0: absolutely you know the writing is just the beginning it it starts with the writing and it starts with having a kick-ass pilot or a spec script you know you might might as well have both because it's going to change back eventually and but that's just beginning the networking and the meeting and meeting people that's that's where it's all at it's not the actual writing class it's not the actual doing the homework you know just like and and that's another thing you know how many years of school did you go through to get your job and now you think you're going to write six months worth of writing and you're going to get a job well maybe you will maybe you will be one of those very lucky few but most overnight successes took years to get there Hmm. and uh, the one thing I wanted to mention is we are going to have a guest towards the end of this program and uh, it is uh, for the great american pitch fest Mm -hmm. and if you do nothing else if you go to a pitch fest and you don't pitch go for the classes and the networking i i am lucky enough that i actually sit at a producer's table when i go um but go out there and meet people talk to people but don't sell yourself when you go go just with the idea of meeting other people who are interested in the same thing you're interested in and and you're going to be in LA, so you might as well make connections while you're there. Hmm. So, you know, sell yourself, not that you are a writer, but sell yourself as yourself. And we're actually going to have a guest at the end of this program who's going to talk about the networking part of learning. And I know, you know, the other night people were asking, I have a, I have a pilot made, but I don't know how to, I don't know how to get it noticed or who to get it in you know how to get it in somebody's hands that's something we're going to discuss down the road but that's going to be after everybody's been through the program Hmm. um and you know and that's networking is the hardest part of anything whether you're a novelist or a screenwriter, getting your name out there and getting your work noticed is the hardest part of anything, but you've got to get it written first. Mm-hmm. And how many, how many people do you know who have an idea for a TV show, mm-hmm. have an idea for a screenplay, have started a screenplay but never finished it? This, and the reason I chose to do six months, it's actually a little over five months, but the reason I chose the longer venue instead of the short 10 weeks, mm-hmm. is I found 10 weeks o- overwhelming. Wow. Um, 10 weeks to do this class, especially if you're right. For me, it just happened to be f- during a bad time of year for me. But life gets in the way. Hmm. And now you're three weeks behind and you don't want to play catch up. Right. And if you if you have the extra time in between, then you're not going to be behind. Um, and I know it's a long time, but if it's your first pilot that you're ever writing, this is a good good length of time to get it written in and then in the future you'll know what it entails what the details are and you'll be able to write another one on your own my biggest thing that i think is hilarious and it's not hilarious it's kind of scary but Mm. is most people who want to write a sitcom don't even know that there's single cam and multi-cam and they're written differently wow yeah, I was I I was floored because every time I talk about writing a sitcom I or someone talks to me about it I'm like oh really do you want to do single cam or multi cam and you know that deer in the headlights look Oh my goodness they're like well what's the difference and then someone'll say well you know how many pages is a sitcom yeah. well what what are you writing single cam or multi cam um uh, uh yeah Well, that that
1: that betrays a couple of things it betrays, number one, um, the idea, and, and screenwriters especially have this, It usually it's less in TV writing, but there's this idea that because I've read books before, I can be a screenwriter. That I speak English, I know the language, I know words, I can write on a page, so therefore I can just sit down at the computer and I can write something. Novelist, I, I was really inspired. I, I read... Uh, Boy, do I have it right here! Stephen King's uh, on writing recently, and oh, um, it's an amazing book. But I was shocked at how many books he still reads—novels of other writers. Like he read the whole Harry Potter series. Stephen King, like you know, Stephen King. He's reading the same book that my nine-year-old is reading. Like it. If we're av- if we want to write, we should be avid readers of the medium that we're writing. And if somebody had read a bunch of comedies, they would clue into the fact that well, oh, wait a second, these look different.
0: Absolutely, and and not only not only that, but they're written differently. Mm-hmm. You know, there's definitely a setup payoff um, in the multicam, and I'm sure by you know you could have wa- you could have watched every episode of every season of. S- two and a half men, Mm -hmm. and not realized that it was a setup payoff until you started looking at the dial, you know, looking or listening to the dialogue and looking at what was in front of you. And then, you know, uh, a single, uh, yeah, sorry, a single cam, say Modern Family, it's a vignette. It's a small story in a bigger part of these people's lives.
2: Mm.
0: They're written completely differently. They're actually formatted completely differently. And that's the one thing that I think I mean even people who were in the UCLA class didn't know that. Wow. And and I think that this is what we need to show people the business end teach them how to get to where they're going before they sit down and write something and waste their time. Exactly. Yeah. It is. It's a waste of time. If you if you don't know what you're doing, you know, thank God you're not wasting paper, but you're, you know, you are wasting time and you need to educate yourself not only about the craft but about the business and then sit down and write and I know a lot of these people were saying well I've already gotten this far okay but did you start from the beginning and decide whether you were gonna do a sitcom or a drama you know did you did you think out your characters you know we had to do character profiles and the things that I learned were all of these little things that when I finally sat down to write my one hour drama,
2: mm-hmm.
0: okay, it's it's a drama with a little bit of um it's a little bit light in some areas, but it's a drama. Yeah. Uh when I finally sat down to write it, I have never written anything so quickly in my life. The words just poured out. Mm-hmm. And obviously, you know, we'll have to discuss the vomit draft. But it, it you know, it was the vomit draft and I turned it into the instructor and the feedback I got was phenomenal. I, uh, you know, it's the kind of feedback that yes, you pay to get and I mm. paid for it, but I got feedback along the way and I think this is what people need and why we're doing the extra time in between each section of the course that we're, pro- you know, that we're offering. So let's, uh, do you mind if I go through the schedule uh, well, what, and talk the, about just, it or would do you want to Just on that next? point
1: and then, we'll, and then we'll get to that. I think on that okay. point, people have to understand when they're doing this or the UCLA program or any other program. You're writing a TV show or, or a movie. Either way, one season of a TV show is $60 million, roughly. 60 or $70 million, depending on the, on the show. Um, one movie to produce now is about 60 or $70 million budget, uh, on average. There are some that are much higher, some that are lower. But um, I would not go to build a $60 million house without a blueprint
0: Exactly I
1: I wouldn't go to build a 60 million dollar house when I'd never learned how to use the equipment that I w- that I was going to build it with without doing some research without I mean and and yet it so it just doesn't compute the fact that somebody wouldn't have read a single book on on TV writing and then try to sit down and write something that they're going to sell as something that 's that's worth putting sixty million dollars into uh, well let me ask yeah. let me ask you yeah. this,
0: you know along the same lines, would you pay an architect who didn 't go to school to design your home
1: <laughs> no
0: and and it's the same thing you know writers are architects, and and if you need to build something with a solid foundation, you need to know. How to build that solid foundation, mm. and I, I agree with you. You know, there's there's some some books that you know were kind of a waste of time for me to read, but mm. I, I can say when it comes to TV writing books, I haven't found any yet that have been a waste of time. Mm. It's I I have found that I thought this is the be all end all. This is the greatest TV writing book I've ever read. And then I read another one. And I'm like, no, this is the greatest <laughs> one I've ever read. There are yeah. some really, really good books. I can throw some names out there. Um, sure, uh, TV
1: uh, Writer's Workbook.
0: Yeah, the TV Writer's Workbook, El- Ellen, San- um, Ellen Sandler. Mm-hmm. Um Pamela Douglas, if you're writing a drama, Mm -hmm. she does, you know, she writes a fantastic book on uh, writing the TV drama. Some Mm -hmm. of the samples might be a little bit dated, um, unless there's an updated version. But, but uh, she that's, that's another book I highly Mm -hmm. recommend your podcasts, Mm -hmm. the TV writer podcast, if you want an education download them to your whatever you listen to your your ipod whatever and listen because there are so many nuggets in there and working tv writers producers are the most generous people you can possibly imagine so take advantage of that and learn and i know you've multiple times advocated books to read take the time read the books read them and my suggestion Read them cover to cover, mm-hmm. then go back and glean the nuggets from those books. But yeah. read them cover to cover without trying to do anything, and then go back and read it for the information that it offers. And you will come away with an education that is worth a full semester of school.
1: Yeah. Well and, and the thing is it's about being a professional. And I, I just interviewed um some someone recently who told me that i mean he's been a very successful tv writer for a number of years and he still goes to seminars he still goes to classes on on tv writing he still reads books um and and so it's it's part of the lifestyle of a professional to keep up in your craft stephen king i mean he's he's an example where he's like stephen king come on like he's been writing for 50 years like oh my goodness and yet he still is researching um, well, yeah, go an ahead.
0: analogy, an analogy to that is Tiger Woods. Yeah, Tiger Woods has a coach. Yeah, Ti- you know, and and maybe people don't like Tiger, but you know, um, Tiger Woods has a coach. He has someone outside of himself telling him the mistakes he's made, and look at him. He's one of the top professionals in his field. What makes you think that as a writer you're any different? Hmm. You need to keep reading. You need to keep writing, and you need to keep learning. And you know this. You know this program is set up for someone who's maybe written a pilot, or you know has not written anything, is brand new to it, and so for some people it's going to go a little slow. Other people, it's going to be a perfect pace. But this is a start, not an mm-hmm. end. Yeah. And um, I I don't know what else to say because I I think I'm amazed at how many people started without knowing the direction that they're going
1: to yeah. go. Yeah. And so I, I would say, just as we're getting into the structure of the program, I would say, especially because it's a slightly slower pace, I would advise everyone to right now, There's, uh, you can go to tvwriterpodcast.com down on the the sidebar on the right, there's links to free scripts available. Start reading scripts. Uh, a, a drama takes about an hour to read. A sitcom takes about a half hour to read. You could read two or three a week and get started to see the, the format, just see how they look on the page. Um, buy a book, if it, I highly suggest the TV writer's workbook by Ellen Sandler for comedy or drama. Um, even just if you start with that, read that book and at least get familiar with, uh, she, she has some great points about the structure of a television episode. And also she has some great points about when you are reading a script, what to look for in terms of the act outs and, and how things are structured. So this this TV pilot writing program is not a replacement for those things. Those things will greatly help people's experience if you can at least get some fundamentals from from those kinds of things. And then your writing will be better. So now let's talk about the structure of the program. How does it work?
0: Um. Okay. And also along with that is um, each week I'm going to try to send out a newsletter and post on the website kind of what I want to call homework. Mm-hmm. To, to prepare you, is if you're going to write a sitcom, you need to know the difference. Hmm. You know, you need to know this is what a uh, multicam looks like. This is what a single cam looks like. Um, drama, because I know we've talked a lot about sitcom, dramas. Do I write four acts, five acts, six acts, seven acts? What if I'm writing for cable? Um, you know, if you're writing for cable, you're still writing acts. You're just not writing to a commercial break. Hmm. Um, and so... There's these things that you need to know, and so definitely I am going to put up. Well, I can also just you know have them go to the TV writer podcast because you definitely have you're an, you're a, a one stop for everything you need to know about TV writing.
1: <laughs> but um,
0: but okay, so first of all, do you just want me to go through what each week is going to be, or do you want me to break down?
1: Well, well, first, um, for, first, for, first of all, if you haven't yet. Go to the chat.com website, and uh, you have to go into the last post of 2012 to get the blurb, the intro to the program, and then um, there's a link on that where it takes you to the schedule. So we don't have to rehash pe- things people can read on the page, but um, let's let's introduce sort of, say for instance, some questions that came up were, um, uh, how do you know that somebody's in the program? Do they have to tweet in the... In the chat on Sunday night? Um, uh, Do you have to sign up for the newsletter? Uh, And then uh, what are the expectations for uh, the person who who is signing up for this program?
0: Okay, so uh, I did finally put a newsletter link on the website, so you can go to tvwriterchat.com and get the newsletter. And that will give you any updates, any changes in schedule, and there have been changes in the schedule. Um, I realize nobody's going to want to chat on Super Bowl Sunday. Hmm. and um, But There are, if you go to the website, there are going to be weeks that are highlighted and they're highlighted in yellow. Those weeks, you must actively participate in the chat every one of those weeks to be eligible for what we have at the end of the program. Do you want me to talk about that first? And then, okay. Yeah, sure. So at the end of the program, five scripts will be chosen to be read, evaluated, and before the rewrite. So five scripts of someone who has participated in every chat will get notes for their rewrite. Um, at the end of the rewrite section, we have a working manager. Her name is Jenny, and she's with High Street Management. She is going to read one sitcom and one drama. Wow. And, but you have to participate in every single one of the highlighted chats in order to be eligible for that. And the reason I say this is I don't want someone, I don't think it's fair to someone who's participated in everything and, you know, been a part of it, been in there, been helping their, their writing partner, which I'll talk about in a minute, Mm -hmm. um, and then have someone come in who's been to one or two chats and then in the end wants to be eligible. I just don't think it's fair. So I want right. to make it fair to everybody. Just like in school, you know, you, you attend every class to get to the end to get your grade. And that's, you know, that's our incentive to keep people coming back and to keep people writing. Hmm. And, and the whole program is more about accountability. Uh, you know, there's all, I think pretty much. Every single one of the TV writer chat people have written at least one pilot, if not multiple. Um, and so, you know, we, we've been there, we've done that. And it, it just, to have someone to bounce ideas off of, to brainstorm, that is what the whole point of the chats is about. Now, um, partnering. Um, I was hoping that we would have enough turnout that everybody could be paired up with another writer. This does not mean you are writing your pilot with them they are writing they are writing their pilot you are writing your pilot but it's someone you can email uh if you choose to you can talk on the phone it's totally up to what your partnership is and you can bounce ideas off of each other in between the chats Hmm. so you have we'll pair up people who are writing uh sitcoms and we'll pair up people who are writing dramas and The sitcoms of course we'll have to split those into multicam and single cam but but um, It's somebody to you know Maybe they're at the same level that you're at and you just need someone to say okay What do you think of this character? And so that's what the partnership program is about you're not writing the script with the person You're writing your own script.
1: Hmm. and who will pick the partners?
0: Uh, what we're going to do is next week when everybody's made their decisions, they are. we're going to have them tweet to TV Writer Chat. So the at TV Writer Chat and whether they're doing it. So with their name, sitcom, single, sitcom, multi, or drama. And then TV Writer Chat is going to pair those people up.
2: Okay. Cool.
0: Actually, it's, it's going to be Sarah, but it's
2: <laughs> it's going to be to the TV Writer Chat account.
0: So yeah. that, you know, because it's kind of that way everybody's in one place and not trying to figure out, you know, who Sarah is, who Jamie is. It's right. easier just to do it to TV Writer Chat.
1: Yeah. So, and and to explain, that's not the hashtag TV Writer Chat. That's the actual TV Writer Chat um, Nick, entity. So, right, at the, TV Writer Chat.
0: Right, the tw- the Twitter account at TV Writer Chat, and I'll, we'll try to make that uh, very clear. And then we will announce in the newsletter who is partnered up with who, and then we'll probably also announce it on Twitter, and then also on the blog. And then we also do have a Facebook page, so that is um, Facebook dot com uh, forward slash TV Writer Chat.
1: Cool. Okay. So um, is there uh, like I said, people will. Um, see the schedule and they'll also get more info as we go. But is there anything else you can think of that people need to know kind of right now? Like what should pe- people be doing right now? What should they expect right now? What What are their expectations other than what we talked about?
0: Um, I think that, that they need, uh, the, the biggest thing is that they need to be patient. Um, and I know a lot of these people want to jump right in and I, I just want to explain to people that there is a method to this madness. Uh, if you don't if you don't know your story inside and out, if you aren't sleeping, eating, drinking, breathing with these characters, you're not ready to write.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: I, I know you know some novelists sit down and they just start writing. you know some screenwriters do too, but I have not yet seen a script that is well written if someone if those characters aren't alive in that person's head and and you know you first of all you have to have an idea okay the big thing too is not every idea is a tv idea and let's say it is a tv idea it doesn't mean it's a good idea Hmm. um you know it same with you know there's Whether you're writing a feature or whether you're writing TV or whether you're writing a novel, not every idea is a good idea.
1: Well, and and actually the interesting thing uh, on that point is that um, there is such a thing as an art house film that's not a commercial film. There is no such thing as an art house television show. Every television show has to be commercial because the medium depends on finding an audience.
0: Absolutely. You know, the, the only difference, uh, and everything is commercial. Absolutely. The only difference is if you are writing for a network, you are going to be writing PG, mm-hmm. uh, re- regardless, even if you're writing, you know, CSI. CSI is maybe PG-13. You know, I was, uh, Busy Phillips was just saying that moving to TBS has been a fantastic thing for Cougar Town because now they can be more gritty mm-hmm. because TBS is cable. If you're going to write for cable, you can swear. You can, well, I mean, it'll be edited, but, you know, in your, in your, I, you'd be amazed. I, well, you probably wouldn't because you've probably read thousands, but mm. y- I read these scripts and they're swearing in the title. And I'm like, how did, you know, just like the B in apartment 23, yeah. um, you know, that's the original title. If, pe- um, oh, the, the original title for um, the new girl was much more crude mm. and but you can get away with that with cable. You can't get away with that if you're intending to write for the networks. Mm-hmm. And that's another thing that, you know, we'll be discussing, you know, what what medium, you know, what venue are you planning to write for? Because what you're if you're writing for HBO, you can do a lot more than if you're writing for NBC or even FX. Mm-hmm. You know, you're going to find grittier shows in if you're wanting to write for cable. And this is my personal opinion. You can tell me what you think, Gray. Mm-hmm. Gear it towards um, cable. There are many, many, many more opportunities in cable than there are at the networks.
1: Well, it, it's a yeah. It, like the the issue. For I mean, first of all, uh, and I actually asked Jen Grossanti about this on Sunday. Um, you you don't ever write only toward the commercial. Um, aspect of things. You don't ever think, what will sell? Let me, let me reverse engineer that and try to figure out because you're not going to come up with something creative. Um, you always have to write to your passion. And say, for instance, if somebody's passion is to write sci-fi, sci-fi is probably going to air on either the sci-fi network or one of the major networks. There are very few sci-fi shows that are running on cable. It's not that they don't exist, but that's an example where if you're writing to your passion and your passion is sci-fi, you have to be aware that you're not going to write an HBO sci-fi because they just, well, it, well it, it, in the sense that you, you have to have an awareness of where it might live, but you don't necessarily have to write to what they're already airing because that doesn't make sense. They want to buy something new.
0: New that's exactly the same. Something new that's exactly the same. But that is where this is a business. And in a business, you don't go to sell cupcakes to Weight Watchers. You need to know your networks. You need to know the business. You need to know, you know, if you are writing just nitty gritty uh, drama You're probably going to be wanting to go to cable because, you know, FX is nitty gritty. If you're writing something that's kind of nitty gritty, but it's got great characters, you know, it's going to be USA network. Mm -hmm. You know, you've got to know what stations, what companies are, are buying what. And, and you've got to know where, I mean, This is another thing I need to. I think people need to understand too is, this is a writing sample. Mm -hmm. The chances of this pilot selling, you're going to win the lottery before you're probably going to sell this pilot. This pilot is a writing sample. Mm -hmm. This writing sample is going to get you a job. Yeah, hopefully, Um, you know, you and. we we all wish we were Mike and, yeah. you know, and, yeah. and sold how many pilots, yeah. but, you know, um, but his pilots also got him, you know, got him on, the, oh, what was the one that was on MTV? Sorry, Mike, Death Valley. Death, Sorry, yeah. Mike, yeah. um, Death Valley. It's, you know, it's the one that got him writing on the Nickelodeon show, his pilots, They may have sold, but they also got him jobs. Right. And I think people need to understand that you're not – if you're lucky, you're going to sell this. But seriously, you're showing people your chops. You know, this is what I've got. Uh, And if you aren't writing this because you think it's going to get you a job and you're ready to move to L.A., then you need to maybe think about a different path because you can't live in Michigan and write for TV.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you absolutely TV, you have to think about the where where it's going to sell. And even if in and somebody could argue, well this is just a writing sample, so I can, I can I can just write whatever I want and it doesn't matter where it's going to sell because it's just a writing sample. Well, it's still a writing sample that you're able to write what can sell. <laughs>
0: exactly exactly that you know what people are looking for you know how to build great characters to help you know how to to build drama that's another thing too that uh that is very important. And it's one of the things that we're going to be working on is act outs. Mm. And I'd be willing to bet you most people do not know what an act out is. And so that's one of our weeks that we're going to be talking about story structure and building to your act outs. And you, if you can't build to an act out, you know, that's something you really need to learn. And in you've got to, if you write with passion and it shows in your writing, it, people are going to notice it yeah and and it's gonna get you you know it might it might get your pilot sold but it'll you know it'll give you a chance to get a job and yeah. can I just make one more uh um, oh absolutely yeah uh one pilot is not a resume right you, uh, and in every manager you talk to, um, maybe we'll be able to get uh, Jenny on again and talk to just specifically about TV once again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, well, as actually a she her, uh,
1: her her podcast interview, she goes into great detail about what kind of portfolio people need. I would highly suggest oh. that people go go back and watch uh, Jenny Frankfurt's podcast interview. It was recently, just a couple months ago.
0: Oh yeah, and she's she's a gem when it comes to information. She's wonderful, mm-hmm. and but. Uh, you have to have a resume one one pilot does not prove anything Hmm. and you know and and to tell you the truth this is actually a long enough span that you could if, if you're the type of person who can multitask, you could actually write two pilots during this program. Yeah. You could write the one that we actually talk about and discuss, and you can also write one on the side because there's a lot of, you know, lead time in here for people who write faster. Um, I know Zach and I are going to work on uh, one together, mm-hmm. and then we're also doing individually, but we're going through the steps and starting from the beginning. And there's an accountability here. It is so I can't even tell you how many projects get started that never get finished. Mm-hmm. But if But if you've got someone else right in there with you who's, you know, in the trenches and going through the same roadblocks that you're going through, it makes it so much easier to get through it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And definitely writing speed is something that that does need to be mentioned. This one will be six months. Um, Real working writers write a lot faster than that. And I would suggest after doing this, the experience of this six month one, that people make a goal that they write the next one in 10 weeks and then write the next one in five weeks. And working writers, I know working writers who can do a pilot in two weeks. Now of course, they don't have day jobs at the same time. They can do that all day long, but still, if spread that out over five weeks, that's, that's a lot shorter than three, four, five, six months, or some people take literally a year or two to, to marinate their, their, their work. TV is not about marinating.
0: No, no, it's not. It's not like a feature where you have years to write it. And the other thing, too, is people need to not beat themselves up. Um, I was just reading a book called um, Talent is Overrated.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: And I think that's what it's called. And it talks about uh, the mental capacity that people have. Um, I think it was a pianist they were talking to, and he said, well, when I practice with my fingers, I can, you know, I practice for hours and hours. I have to practice for hours and hours. But when I practice in my mind... I practice for about an hour and a half, I can accomplish the same thing. Remember, that's about all your if you are really, really into what you're doing, whether you're writing, you know, or, or whatever you're doing mentally, your mind can really only handle about an hour, an hour and a half at a time at that level of concentration. Hmm. Remember to give, you know, if you can't, sit down and write for longer than that, don't beat yourself up. You, you have to work your mind into the longer sessions and little short bursts are better than doing nothing at all.
1: Yeah. There, there was a, a great, great YouTube or video. I don't know if it was on YouTube, but I urge everybody to do a Google search for John Cleese creativity. And you might want to add the, the word Flemish. Um, but he he did a lecture at this creativity conference, and there's a ten minute video where he talks about the creative process that I thought was just mind blowing. It it is is very simple, but he he talks about the reasons for our brain why um, we need this com- this this time. Some of the things he mentioned were about how you have to have a start and an end time. To your creative blocks, that you don't just have a start time and then go till whenever. You actually have an end time, so that your brain knows, okay, well, this is the time that I'm going to produce, but I know that I can shut this off at a certain point and let it go back to the subconscious to work for 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 tomorrow. Um, and he, there's a lot of other great stuff in there, but absolutely, um, there's there's some mechanics to writing as well that people would do well to to learn
0: yeah and you know and and people who say okay and and I have absolutely um I, I don't know how to put this nicely, no sympathy i can't I can't be nicer about it. I have no sympathy for people who say I don't have time. If you want to do it, you can find the time um, i'm gonna I'm gonna use myself as an example, and anybody who knows me knows what my schedule is like. Hmm. um I own a restaurant where I work fifty five hours a week. I own a jewelry business, and that can be anywhere from 20 to 40 hours a week. Mm-hmm. Um, I write novels. Yeah. Um, you know, I last year I wrote three novels, three screenplays, and two pilots. Yeah. And that is, I work an average of 90 hours a week and I was able to fit time in to write. And if if you work more hours than I work per week, then you have an excuse. And you Gray, you're worse than me,
2: <laughs> you know,
0: but you know, it, you, if you want it bad enough, you're going to you're going to carve out the time. Hmm. So if you say you don't have the time, then maybe you just don't want it bad enough.
1: Right, right. And 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 sometimes it takes hard decisions to make the time. Um and, and sometimes, and I love uh, Pilar and Alessandro has this uh, coffee break screenwriter. Now, not that it should only be in the coffee breaks, but I think sometimes we don't realize where we can make the time. I, most of us spend way too much time on Facebook and Twitter. They're very helpful resources. Not but, me. <laughs> but, but there has to be times that you schedule for it to happen. Like, say, for instance, if I know and and you know i'll be i'll be i'll be honest my writing time is generally at 11:30 at night um, that's my day i i got lots of other stuff going on uh, two kids and a grandson now and and a uh, busy day job podcasting all that kind of thing it doesn't happen till 11:30 but i schedule it i know that 11:30 my twitter and and email and facebook are going off my my cell phone's off and that's my time nothing else at that time well-
0: it is amazing if you, you know, we do the writing sprints. Mm-hmm. Um, it is amazing if you say 30 minutes, concentrated writing, one hour, concentrated writing, no interruptions, close the door. I have a, a little thing that hangs on my door. It's just me and my husband, so it's not that big of a deal. But it says writer at work, and I close the door. And he knows not to interrupt me, not to ask me if I'm hungry. You know, that's it. It is amazing. I can get not... Okay, I'm not going to, you know, this is called vomit draft here. This is yeah. just 10, getting it on the page. But I can get for a novel in an hour, I can get 10 pages written. If I am just in that world, completely absorbed, I can get 10 pages written in an hour. And then, of course, the next time I write, I'll go back over those 10 pages, you know, do what I need to do to fix them, and then I do another writing sprint. But, y- you know, if that, if all you have is 15 minutes, imagine if you could get two to three pages written every 15 minutes that you sat down, even one page, it starts to add up. And if you did it, you know, say, well, as in Pilar's book, mm-hmm. if you did it three times a day, look what you'd have at the end of the month. And by the way, I love Pilar's book. Mm-hmm. That uh, the last feature that I wrote, um, I, I, I had it on my blog, but the last feature that I wrote, I said I was going to take a screenwriting book. Yeah and I was going to follow it to the letter.
2: Uh-huh.
0: I was gonna, and that was the book that I chose. I didn't tell anybody that, so this is my coming out here. Um, I think the only person who knew that I used that book was Sarah, mm-hmm. but, uh, but I, to the, and I have to say it was the smoothest process for writing a feature that I have ever done. And so I really enjoyed that process. Little, little vignettes of sitting to get, you know, sitting down for 10, 15 minutes, being absorbed in what I'm doing, and personally, that 10 minutes, it, it was great to get it on the page, but I always had to go back, mm. and it took me another hour or two hours to get it, to expand it to where I really, you know, really, really needed it, but it was a start. Mm. And um, anyway, <laughs> go Pilar. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> it's well, a great and, book. Yeah, and and uh, between, and it's funny how all these things just kind of bubble together, but between, and the, in the J- John Cleese video, he talks about interruptions, how it's just terrible for our brain um i've now told my wife if the house is burning down then come get me <laughs> anything else anything right. else um don't but um between the the interruptions and also the um the like the bit by bit like it like oh oh that's what i that's where i was going with this with with uh with stephen king um he uh, oh, well,
0: I'm am I'm gonna interrupt you while yeah. you're thinking that thought. It's Stephen King's on writing, mm-hmm. and it doesn't matter what you write. Read this book.
1: Yeah. Yes. Okay. That's 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 what I was getting to. Sorry, I got, got off track there. Was that um, he he said the reason he writes every day is is all about one simple thing. It's because if he goes two days, he's he's lost the story in his head.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. If,
1: if, if you, and it, so you might, it might only be 10 minutes every day, but if it is every day, the story lives in your head and stays there. And I've had this, this experience where um, once I start doing this every day, all of a sudden I'm thinking about it as I drive. I'm thinking about it as I'm trying to, trying to get to sleep, all of a sudden I'm thinking about the story. And it's the first thing I think of when I wake up. If I'm not writing every day, that stops. My that, that is so my brain subconscious stops chewing on it.
0: That is very very true.
1: Yeah. Um. So uh, I we we're going a bit long here. Um. I wanted to talk about your books a little bit, but I think you kind of touched on that. That it's 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 about this same same thing. It's about just getting things done and keeping keeping this machine going. But is there any anything else that you'd want to share before we wrap up here?
0: Uh, two things real quick. I do have a, a box set of my three novels. It's The Gotcha Detective Agency, written mm-hmm. by Jamie Lee Scott. And um, right now, the three novels are Let Us Pray, P-R-E-Y, mm-hmm. Textual Relations, and Death of a Sales Rep. The next book will be coming out in February, and it's called What a Meth. Mm-hmm. And um, anyway, that's my the mystery series that I'm writing. And I'm actually adapting that series for a TV show. Oh, very so, cool. So we'll see what happens there, and um, I would like you to uh, log on to Com. It's a short film that I wrote that was produced earlier in, well, it's hitting the 2013 film festivals, but it was produced in 2012, mm-hmm. and we have the trailer on there right now, so if anybody wants to go on and see the trailer.
1: Yep, very cool. And so... Do go to TV Writer Chat this Sunday night, and go to TVWriterChat.com and find out about the pilot program. And if you haven't got a new pilot going, or haven't haven't got a plan, why not? Boy, add another one. Even if you have two pilots, you need three. You need four. Um, there's always a need for more pilots. And and I I've, I've known writers. I know of writers who did a pilot as a writing sample. It didn't sell. They got a job on a TV series. And then after that, they dug that pilot out and it sold.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, What show is it who lost a lot of their writers this year? Um, Oh my gosh, I'm trying to think. And it was, oh, Homeland, Mm -hmm. because several of their writers uh, got their own shows. The Bridge is is going to be airing next year. And so several of them sold pilots while they were writing on another show. So, you know- it never stops. You yeah. just keep going over, you know, keep going and keep going. But uh, yeah, the more samples you have, well, and even if, you know, even if you don't go back and rewrite one sample you know, or one pilot, it, it's good practice. You keep doing it. You know, the first time you get out on the tennis court, you don't play well. The the more you do it, the better you get. And um, if you, the one, another thing I, I, another podcast I'd kind of like to promote is, have you ever seen Grammar Girl? No. Um Oh, I I've heard
1: of it. I have never actually She, you know, to if it. you
0: if you want to brush up on your, you know, your college grammar, high school grammar, she's fun. She's uh it's interesting and the one thing I I do notice more with uh screenwriters than I do with novelists is the proper grammar. Mm. So, you know, Grammar Girl might not be a bad Podcast to listen to,
1: (laughs) and there's nothing wrong with getting somebody to to look at your grammar. I know great writers with bad spelling, like great writers, and they they know they have bad spelling, so they get somebody to edit their work. Nothing wrong with that, but if you have the capacity to improve your spelling and grammar, always a good idea.
0: And and you know, always. This is another thing. Always. Have someone else look at your work Hmm. because you can read your script 300 times. You can put a ruler under each line (laughs) and as you go through it and you will miss something. Always have someone with fresh eyes read your work.
1: Yeah, very cool. Well, this has been awesome. Um, It's been pretty long, but I think people will get a lot out of this. And for everything else, of course, you can get us on the chats Sunday nights. Um, I missed a few in 2012, but I'm going to be there every week for 2013. Hell or high water, um, so uh, you can get us there. TV writer chat on Sunday nights. So thanks so much, Jamie, for uh, for taking part in this. And who knows, maybe we'll have you uh, as, as part four, fourth time on the on the podcast sometime soon.
0: Yeah, that'll be when I sell my pilot. Yeah. <laughs> thanks so much, Greg. Have a good <laughs> cool. day.
1: Okay. Bye bye. Hosted by Gray Jones, the TV writer podcast is brought to you by Script Magazine and ScriptMag.com, the leading source for script writing information in print and on the web.